It's time once again for Devotional Thoughts with Pastor Dave Rogers uh, on the Y Milbank Podcast Network from Milbank, South Dakota. I'm Craig Weinberg, uh, and it's a it's a good day today. It's been a couple weeks since we had a chance to talk because you decided to um, uh, take a break <laughs> due to some unforeseen <laughs> weather. <laughs> Welcome back into the show. It's good to be back with you again, Craig. <laughs> and uh, uh, yes, it is a good day. It's a crisp day here. Uh, yes, it is. Couldn't help but feel the crunch of the snow under my feet yeah. as I went out to come get in the vehicle to come see you today so but happy to be with you once again so the last show we did was um was it good news for uh for the new year i believe it uh, was I yeah Man, i you know this is terrible i really should know these things <laughs> let's find out real quick this is great radio um Yeah, the last episode we did was The Nature of God, January 7. So today is January, um, this will air on the 28th, I believe. Eight or nine. Um, and so, a couple things have happened since then. I mean, we've had some strange things in the world go on. Um, we've had a, a transition of, of political power in America. Um, we still have, according to the news, we still have a, um, a pandemic, a global pandemic that's wreaking havoc. Mm -hmm. Um, before we get into the, your, your little study today, what are your thoughts on what's going on in the world right now? Well, it, it seems quite unsettled. Uh, right now, uh, there's still uh, a lot of dissatisfaction with uh, the whole election process. Mm -hmm. um, I was happy for the uh, peaceful transfer of power. Mm -hmm. um, and, you know, regardless of which side of the uh, election you were on, uh, the results are out there. And and I look at it this way, you know, over the course of my my life, uh, my candidate has been elected uh, a number of times, but there have also been times when uh, the opposition candidate uh, won the election and, and uh, went into office. And even though it uh, caused some dissatisfaction in my spirit. I I understood from the scripture, especially Romans 13, that my responsibility to them is to pray for them. Mm -hmm. uh, those who are in leadership are there uh, by God's design and plan. Uh, you know, and we look at uh, what happened uh, in this election and and uh, all of the. Uh, surrounding uh, conversations that went on uh, on both sides of the issue and it, and it caused uh, some m mistrust mm -hmm. um, and, and it grieves me because uh, relationships were broken uh, we had uh, friends who uh, just took a very very uh, I'm going to say radical uh, 
look at the election and, and position at the election. And uh, when I voiced that uh, I was going to pray for whoever mm-hmm. the, the winner was, uh, they they took uh, exception that I would uh, be of that <laughs> mind, you know. And uh, they they were adamant, and uh, uh, it it just grieves me that, mm-hmm. that relationships, families, uh, a nation was torn apart by this this whole election process. And so, uh, as we move forward, and and really, what I shared, uh, not the last one regarding the nature of God, but the good news mm-hmm. for 2021, uh, it was a simple reminder that God's still in control. Yeah. Uh, he never relinquishes control, uh, even though we perceive at times that our world is out of our control. Uh, it's never out of His, mm-hmm. and so. Uh, I'm going to pray for uh, the president, pray that he be surrounded by godly counselors, uh, that he have an ear to hear the godly counselors. Uh, I don't think it's inappropriate to pray that uh, even as God confused uh, (laughs) counselors in in biblical times, Mm. Uh, that uh, those who would give him counsel that is opposed to the purpose and the will of God would... uh, find that uh, God is is working uh, still to accomplish his purposes and plans. So uh, as far as the the pandemic, um, uh, I was off uh, part of the time that we haven't been together because uh, I was sick, uh, spiked a a fever, uh, felt very poorly, uh, was concerned that I may have uh, exposed Mm -hmm. the members of our congregation to uh to covid if i indeed had it and i went and had a test but uh uh un- well i would say fortunately <laughs> uh i i only had the flu <laughs> unfortunately the flu shot that i took didn't seem to uh uh address the particular strain that uh uh laid me down flat on my back <laughs> wow. for a few days but all is well uh, god is still in control that is true uh as christians uh what is our role in governmental policy politics well i i think that our role should be an active role mm-hmm. uh i i think that our faith should shape uh our politics um, now I'm I'm mindful of the fact that uh, within any given congregation, you're still going to have people on both sides of the aisle. Uh, there are those who uh, will uh, hold very tightly to uh, the planks of of their uh, their party, uh, and I, you know, some of them are will be very very pro-life and and that guides and mm-hmm. governs uh their their political uh involvement uh there are others who uh may feel very very strongly about uh, the social issues of life and and Christ does address the social issues too in in the scriptures and and so uh i think that we have to individually seek the heart and the mind of God. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've 
I've heard pastors get up and say you can't belong to a particular party if you're a Christian mm. uh, because it, it's just uh, in opposition to the values of, of Christianity. Uh, conversely, uh, the Lord does speak very specifically about uh, taking care of the the widows, mm-hmm. the uh, the needy among us, uh, if we see someone that needs uh, to be fed or clothed, then we say, be warm, be fed, but we don't do anything, uh, <laughs> right. then then our religion is, is suspect. Mm-hmm. And so there's a balancing act there. Uh, I believe it, it just has to come down to a matter of the heart and personal conviction. Um, uh, I... Uh, I've had people ask me, you know, <laughs> what's your political affiliation? Uh, to which I simply say, uh, it's not your business. <laughs> uh, I I do vote my heart, and uh, I I vote uh, prayerfully. Uh, I heard an evangelist one time when he was asked about uh, political affiliation. He says the only thing you need to know about me is that I'm a Christ follower. <laughs> and uh i would i would echo the same thing mm. <clears throat> how did we i mean looking back over the last i don't know 50 years uh, 70 years i don't know 100 years is this an abnormal time in the political divisions that we have in america they seem to be accentuated uh in today's world uh, i think part of it though is is due to uh the impact of social mm. media on us um you know i i go back a little bit further than you do <laughs> <coughs> in in memory mm-hmm. and uh there were there were times of a very bitter debate or mm-hmm. debate um uh, I, I I can remember I was uh, in uh, elementary school uh, when Nixon ran against uh, JFK, and uh, there was a great deal of uh, acrimony uh, between uh, Republicans and Democrats at that time. Uh, there was a great deal of of tension. Uh, over the fact that uh, JFK was uh, a Catholic mm-hmm. and uh, great concern that uh, uh, perhaps uh, the uh, Catholic Church would uh, influence uh, the politics of the day and the decisions and that uh, America might become a, a, these are my words, a vassal state <laughs> of Rome. Uh, and of course that didn't come about. Mm. Uh, but I, I can remember uh, just how uh, how adamant uh, uh, Protestant Christians were uh, against uh, JFK because of the issues of his faith. Um, uh, of course, uh, uh, if I was uh, old enough to remember that, uh, remember the the great divide uh, in tension between. Uh, it, well, the tension within the Democratic Party mm-hmm. in 1968, uh, the Chicago riots and and everything, it, it was uh, uh, 
it was an ugly time uh that centered around the the vietnam war mm-hmm. and and uh the attitudes of the day and then of course you get into uh the nixon regime and and uh uh the watergate issue and 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 the impeachment and 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 all of that it, it just we've had tension in our government all along mm-hmm. uh and and it seems like any time the uh the incumbent party is not reelected uh and there's a change uh, between republicans and democrats that uh there's there's some tension uh, I, it, it's, it's interesting you bring up JFK and the the tension that arose from his Catholicism. So I just did a little quick Google search of how many presidents were Catholic in our history. And there are two on record. JFK and Joe Biden. And Joe Biden, yes. That is strange. That, I mean, were we, and, and I don't know if I want to, put the two at the same level of disunity but that's an interesting thought that that we're at such a heightened level of separation between ideologies um and then out of that came a catholic president it's i don't know does it have any does it mean anything is it well uh, (laughs) for me and and again my faith shapes my my worldview um I feel uh, probably more disconnected today uh, because our 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 culture, our world has shifted mm-hmm. more towards secularism, and uh, those who who have conservative Christian values uh, are are looked upon are looked upon as as uh, well uh, fools. <laughs> Yeah, you know, uh, we we bow at the altar of of I, I hate to say it this way, but uh, we we bow at the altar of secularism, mm-hmm. uh, and uh, science seems to shape so many people's world views, but it it does not allow for a grand design. Mm-hmm. Uh, it it comes from a different point of view and so anybody who holds to a grand design uh world belief and and model anyone who who uh, whose life is shaped by faith yeah. is looked upon as as well you know they're just simpletons uneducated uh, uneducated mm-hmm. uh uh and uh i i resent that uh, of course because I've tried to look at uh, the the whole spectrum of information that's out there, and uh, obviously I come down on a different side uh, than those who are just only science. Mm. Uh, I I believe in the grand design. I believe in a creator God. Uh, I believe that the uh, the very nature of the world, the delicate balances, uh, are are testimony to. Uh, a God behind the yeah. design and, and a creator. And so uh, because of that, uh, there seems to be more divide in our culture uh, as we've moved more towards secularism. Um, I don't know that it's 
any worse than before. Probably is. Uh, but certainly uh, the voices have a, a broader platform to speak from and uh, are heard more loudly than they they were uh, in previous times. That is true. Um, is there, in your view, an easy fix? Yes. Million, million dollar question. <laughs> yes and no. Uh, uh, the the easy fix would be a sovereign move of God. <laughs> right. Okay. Uh, you know, um, yeah. as we as we look at Scripture, we find that there were uh, kingdoms that that rose up mm-hmm. uh, on the uh, uh, the pages of history. Uh, that uh, came from uh, a very secular point of view or an idolatrous point of view, um, and and God sovereignly moved. I, I'm thinking particularly of of Nineveh. Uh, mm-hmm. They were wicked. Uh, God said to Jonah, "I'm going to destroy them, but before I do, I'm going to send you there to." tell them of the impending judgment and there was a sovereign move of God and there was repentance on the part of of those who were uh, there in Nineveh and and they turned their hearts toward God Mm. Uh, and I think that uh, there's hope for us but our hearts have to be turned toward God Uh, we cannot save ourselves uh, and and given the uh, trajectory of society today, I mean, let's face it, we're not getting better, even though all of the uh, the steps have been taken uh, in man's wisdom to make the world a, a better place. Yeah. Uh, it's it's getting more and more confused, convoluted, <laughs> uh, and uh, it's just not getting better. Yeah. So in in a simple answer, a sovereign move of God, I believe, is is necessary. Uh, Our steps to become righteous, uh, our steps to please God in and of ourselves, according to Scripture, are always going to fall short. Mm Mm-hmm. Well, that brings us to where our treasure is. (laughs) (laughs) <clears throat> it does and uh that's that's what i prepared for today um because well think, thinking about that it kind of does center on that like what what do we treasure what are the things that we hold dearest most dear right uh the things that we value mm-hmm. uh, the things we invest our time our uh our abilities or or resources in the pursuit of uh, really speak to what it is that we highly prize or value. Mm -hmm. Um, I was I was watching with uh, I guess uh, peaked interest uh, this last week is actually the last two weeks is the the news of these uh, growing uh, jackpots 
were were broadcast, you know, yeah. and you got a you got a daily report that mm-hmm. there was no winner, you know, and and uh, we've got a combined jackpot now that's pushing uh, one one and a half uh, billion dollars, and and uh, wow. uh, you know, one that uh, finally ended up over seven hundred million, and then the the other one a billion dollars, and and. Oh, people were talking what they would do, <laughs> right. you know. Oh, it, it's amazing how altruistic people can, right. oh, I, I would only need a little bit. I would give most of it to charity and and so on and so forth. Uh, but uh, the thought of coming into possession of such a large treasure mm-hmm. captivated the hearts and, and minds of of the nation, really. Uh and uh, I I heard an interview with someone that said, you know, I don't even buy a, a ticket until it gets really oh, really big, you know. And <laughs> they were they were thinking, well, you know, nothing ventured, nothing gained, and they were throwing caution to the wind, and uh, you know, uh, one and three hundred and forty-seven million uh, chance chance of win, but. This could be right. my ticket to yeah. Easy Street. <laughs> so that's like saying I'm only going to play the game when it gets really, really difficult. When the odds are the insurmountable, o- then I'll play. The odds are always the same. <laughs> right. So, uh, <laughs> but, you know. Just more people get in the game. Yeah, more people get in the game. But uh, when, I, when I think of the word treasure, there, there are a number of things uh, that come to mind. Of, of course... You know, as a kid growing up and and uh, reading the stories of the pirates of old, mm-hmm. uh, you think of of uh, treasure chests, chests filled with gold. Right. Um, uh, of course, you've got uh, what is it, uh, the treasure of Oak Island, or or there's there's some show on the History Channel where uh, they've been digging for. Uh, some pirates uh, buried treasure and all of the traps that have been set and the uh, the very complex security system that was set up mm-hmm. uh, hundreds of years ago. Uh, but people think of, of uh, the pirates' treasure. Um, uh, there have been reports, uh, oh, you know, throughout the last 50 years of, of individuals who have... Uh, dedicated their life in the search of sunken treasure uh, from some of the shipwrecks, the the Spanish galleons that mm-hmm. went down loading with the treasures of the New World and uh, precious jewels. Uh, I, I saw a report of uh, a treasure hunter in the Mediterranean who was uncovering uh, ancient Greek shipwrecks and and uh, remarkably, some of the treasure was still intact uh, at the <laughs> bottom of the Mediterranean. Uh, some people might think of uh, uh, priceless artifacts or, or family heirlooms, uh, which have been greatly prized, or uh, maybe even a prized possession that uh, a loved one has given to you, and, and it, it's a treasure uh, to you. Uh, you know, the word treasure actually is of itself synonymous with resources, with riches, with reserves, with materials, assets, or possessions. Hmm. Uh, and, and so uh, we all 
probably have something that we dearly treasure. Mm-hmm. Um, one of the one of the things I love to to do uh, is I love to watch on uh, PBS <laughs> the, the Antique uh-huh. Road Show. Uh, it's it it is it's both a curiosity thing, but I I think in in some ways it's mm-hmm. a masochistic uh, uh, endeavor as well. Uh, because as I look at some of the treasures that these people bring in, uh, I I remember vividly throwing the same thing away, you know, and, yeah. then, and then you kick yourself when you realize, that, oh my, that had value uh, that I didn't realize. Mm-hmm. But it's it's amazing to me, Craig, uh, the treasures that people have and they don't even realize. Mm-hmm. Uh, that they they are in possession of of a great treasure. Uh, I can remember watching uh, a show, and I've been watching this show for decades, but uh, a lady brought in a a picture. It was an oil painting that she found in her grandmother's attic. Uh, There was a a number of pictures that were just uh, stacked up in the attic, leaning up against the wall, and... uh, she saw this one and and she she liked it and so she brought it down to the antique road show to have them uh, evaluate it. Mm-hmm. Uh, she didn't realize it, but when the uh, the appraiser gave her the estimated value retail and then the insurance value, <laughs> over three hundred thousand oh, dollars, you know, and uh, and at that point, what do you do with it? I mean, do you go, oh, sell it? Oh no, I don't want to keep it because it's worth something. That puts you in a weird position. It it does put you in a weird position, and, and this is another thing I like about the show. They'll do reruns of past shows, yeah, and they'll show the value of the item at the time it was appraised, mm-hmm. and then they'll and where it's at now, where it's at now. Interestingly, some of those treasures have plummeted. You <laughs> they should have got rid of they them. <laughs> they should have sold when right. they had the opportunity. Some <laughs> of them have, have uh, increased in value. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so it's it's always a hard show uh, or a hard decision to make to, uh, do I sell it, do I keep it? Uh, I, I think probably the sentimental value then uh, comes into play because you can't put a value on mm-hmm. on the sentiment that some people have. Right. Uh, but the, but the truth of the matter is we all love treasure hunting. Uh, uh, <laughs> well, you know. it, it's a thrill of the chase almost, isn't it? Oh, absolutely. It, you know, uh, my my granddaughter uh, is is a treasure hunter, uh, but uh, her treasure trove uh, she finds in thrift <laughs> right. thrift stores. She she loves garage sailing. Mm-hmm. She loves going to thrift stores, and and looking for for values. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I walk into a, a garage uh, sale, and I see other people's junk. I, I I've never mm-hmm. seen anything that I really need right. at a garage sale. And she finds these treasures, and and uh, she'll turn around and she she will sell these things. She's monetizing. Uh, her treasure hunting, and and it, it's a remarkable hobby that she has, and she's good at it. Uh, I took her to a garage sale mm-hmm. a, uh, several years ago. Now, again, I hate garage sales, you know. And <laughs> and when my wife will say, right. "Let's let's go garage sailing," I I just cringe inside. But uh, <laughs> is it because you're going to have to fill the truck up with treasures? No, it's treasures. Because, <laughs> it's because typically we go and we 
walk through several of them and we finally say there's nothing out here let's go home mm-hmm. you know uh i i had a a member of my congregation who loved to go to garage sales i'm not kidding you he had to buy a storage shed because he had a soft spot a soft spot in his heart for broken down lawnmowers <laughs> wow and and he would repair them and and he would sell them mm-hmm. But uh, it it finally got the best of him because, you know, he had his garage full of broken down lawnmowers and a storage shed out back full of broken down lawnmowers. And and he had his his $30,000 car setting out in the elements because he didn't have, <laughs> right. have room for it. But uh, my my <laughs> granddaughter can can walk into a, a garage sale and mm-hmm. she can just scope it out. In fact... When she and I went that day, we would drive by. She would just say, slow down, Grandpa. And she would scope that place out. From the car? From the car. She'd say, keep going. There's nothing here that interests me. Hmm. That's the way I like the garage sale. <laughs> it's because she is looking for a specific product. She knows what right. she's looking for. and She understands value. Ooh, there's a lesson uh, there. And there, there's a great <laughs> lesson there. Uh, but But I don't. But, you know, for me treasure hunting i i can remember as a boy Mm -hmm. the treasure hunting of getting a a new box of cereal (laughs) that had a a prize in the bottom you know (laughs) or a box of cracker jacks Mm -hmm. uh you know uh (laughs) i i i know that there are people who and and in fact there there's uh several shows on it that uh, go to storage lockers and mm. buy abandoned storage lockers looking for treasure. Um, uh, people, of course, dream of uh, <clears throat> getting a safe deposit key from a loved one, you know, and, and going and opening up the safe deposit box and finding it loaded with uh, bullion, uh, precious coins, stocks and bonds, and, and what have you. Mm-hmm. Uh, we, we're all, you know, we, we all like to discover treasure now mm-hmm. this this brings to mind uh one of the the <laughs> silliest nights of my life uh it was back in the 80s uh vcrs were new mm-hmm. uh, i think dana and i got our first vcr uh it might have been about uh 1984 thereabout uh 83 84 and uh, I'll never forget, Geraldo Rivera uh, <laughs> did a show. Uh, he was going to open up Al Capone's vault. Mm-hmm. Now, that night, I happened to have a, a elders meeting at the church. And so I was, I was disappointed I was not going to be able to, uh, to watch the... Uh, opening the of this vault, the the opening of this <laughs> yeah. vault, and and the discovery of Al Capone's mm-hmm. treasure, and so I set that VCR to record, and uh, of course I I went to the meeting and I came home from the meeting and I sat down, got myself a glass of milk and a couple of cookies and <laughs> and uh, if memory serves me right, it may have been a two-hour show wow and uh so so that includes tons and tons of 
buildup. Tons and tons of buildup. And don't forget, after the break. <laughs> after the break, the commercial interruptions right. and, and everything, you know. Uh, you probably only had about an hour and ten minutes mm-hmm. of actual show, but right. uh, two hours. Well, I sat there and watched the entire two hours as they opened up this safe at the end of the two hours and they found dust. <laughs> There was After all that, nothing? Nothing? Nothing. Nothing. Absolutely nothing in the, the safe. My wife... That should have caused a revolt Well, it, it by sh- the listenership. It, it, it should have. <laughs> I, trust me, I didn't watch any more Geraldo specials after that. <laughs> right. <laughs> but my wife so keenly pointed out to me uh, that, you know, there is a fast-forward button. <laughs> On PCR, you waiting. I'm waiting. I'm waiting. You you could have just gone to the last 15 minutes and saved an hour and right. 45 minutes, but it was again the the concept of the discovery of treasure mm-hmm. that just captivated mm-hmm. the imagination. Right now, with that in mind, I I think of what it says in Luke, Jesus speaking, chapter six, verse 45. Jesus says a good man out of the good treasure of his heart brings forth good. Mm. And an evil man out of the evil treasure of his heart brings forth evil. For out of the abundance of the heart, his mouth speaks. Now, when I read that verse of Scripture and I began to think about that, what is the treasure? What's the Mm. good treasure? What's, Mm -hmm. What's the evil treasure? And, and I couldn't help but think of what the Apostle Paul said to the church at Galatia in Galatians 5. When we, we think about the good treasure, uh, I, it distills down to a simple phrase to me. The good treasure is the fruit of the Spirit mm. being reproduced in our life and being manifested mm-hmm. in our life. Uh, now, Paul is very concise when he gives us uh, this this good treasure, if you please. Mm-hmm. He says that the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, meekness, faithfulness, goodness, and self-control. Mm. And Craig, these are qualities that that we need in our world today. Yeah. We need to manifest in our life. Uh, loving our neighbor as ourself is the greatest commandment, uh, secondary only to love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength. And so uh, Jesus said that loving our neighbor as ourself is, is just like the first one. And on this commandment mm-hmm. or on these commandments, the entirety of the law hangs. And so when we begin to manifest our words being seasoned with love, mm-hmm. uh, our words being joyful, uh, being seekers of peace and promoters of peace, when we manifest patience, kindness, uh, a meekness in our, our conversation, faithful to the Lord, faithful to our loved ones, our family, our friends, goodness and, and self-control, we are bringing out the good treasure. Mm-hmm. And and I would hope that we would be as zealous as in the pursuit of these treasures uh, 
that we find in our heart manifested through our relationship with God, through our faith in him, manifested by the work of the Holy Spirit within us. It's the Spirit's fruit Hmm. uh, that comes forth that uh, we would bring forth uh, the good treasure of the heart. Conversely, Jesus, of course, talks about the evil man out of the evil treasure of his heart brings forth evil, and Mm -hmm. that raises the question to me, what is the evil treasure of the heart? And and the Apostle Paul in Galatians chapter 5, verses 19 through 21, Mm -hmm. gives us a list of the evil treasures, or the what's called the fruit of the flesh, uh, if you please, and they stand as the antithesis of the good treasure. Uh, and so uh, I'm just reading a little bit here out of the New Living Translation. Uh, Paul says, when you follow the desires of your sinful nature, your lives will produce these evil results. Hmm. You know, and, and listen, uh, the scripture says, don't be deceived. God isn't mocked. Mm-hmm. What we plant, we reap. In fact, Paul says that in the next chapter in Galatians chapter 6. Uh, but but listen to this. Uh, your lives will produce these ev- evil results if we're in pursuing sexual immorality, impure thoughts, eagerness for lustful pleasure, idolatry, participation in demonic activities, hostility, quarreling, jealousy, outbursts of anger, selfish ambitions, divisions, the feeling that everyone is wrong except those in your own little group, Mm. envy, drunkenness, wild parties, and other kinds of sin. Paul says, let me tell you again, as I have before, that anyone living that sort of life will not inherit the kingdom of God. Now, unfortunately, I look at that list and That's at the forefront of our culture Mm -hmm. today. Uh, Much of that list shapes our political conversation. And unfortunately, it has brought about the divide that is is obvious, Mm -hmm. uh, obvious to us. It's... It's not the good treasure (laughs) that we are called to. And, 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 you know, I... I realize that I, I'm probably speaking, uh, by and large, to people who are, are people of faith, mm-hmm. uh, who are turning into a devotional study here. Uh, and, and so, as, as we look at these things, I take very seriously Paul's warning. Let me tell you again, he says, as I have before, that anyone living that sort of life will not inherit the kingdom of God. Yeah. So... That obviously brings the question down home to me now. <laughs> and and that is this. What is the treasure of your heart? Right. I have to ask myself the question, what is the treasure of my heart? Mm. And at the level that I find any of those sinful nature uh, or those those sins of the, uh, the sinful nature being manifested in my thought process— mm-hmm in my conversation, in my relationships with others, then I have to address that because that is going to uh, impact in a negative way my my relationship with the Lord. Right. Uh, 
Uh, and so uh, what are the treasures of my heart? Quite simply, the best way to assess the treasures of your heart, listen to the words that come out of your mouth, because they do reveal the content yeah. of your heart. Um, you know, I <laughs> I have made it uh, my uh, my life study to observe people. Mm-hmm. Uh, I love going shopping with Dana, uh, not because I so much enjoy the shopping, but I'm a people watcher, mm. and uh, uh, as I as I watch people, uh, you can often tell by simply looking at them what they value the most. If you have opportunity to sit and engage them in conversation, uh, you, can, you can come to a pretty clear understanding of what they value the most. I would in- encourage the listener perhaps to replay their own conversations of the last week to get a, a true picture <laughs> Right. <laughs> of your heart's treasure. No, it's better we don't record that. <laughs> uh, right. You you may want to check your bank statement yep. and see see what all of those expenditures right. went toward. Uh, because it, it gives us a, a, a clear picture of the treasures of the heart. Mm-hmm. You know, Jesus said in Matthew 6, 21, where your treasure is, there your heart is also. Yeah. And so what is it that we put the highest priority on? Uh, is it uh, the fruit of the Spirit, or is it our carnal nature? You know, I would conclude today by, by calling every person who, who has an opportunity to listen to this simply to do a heart check. Jesus has called us to live a Spirit-filled life, to walk in the authority and the power of his word. He's called us to be overcomers, not victims, to be people of faith, not of fear. When we uh, fill our heart with his treasure, we become just that. Mm. Even in the midst of a less than ideal circumstance, we're overcomers, we're people of faith. And so uh, let's get the fear and the anger out Let's stop blaming others for our issues, and let's fill our heart with his treasure. I I love, you know, the Apostle Paul had such insight in uh, believing, of course, that it was the Holy Spirit that gave him uh, the insight and the wisdom which he communicated to uh, these churches in, mm-hmm. in their infant state. But he wrote to the church at uh, Colossae, and uh, he instructed them regarding uh, living the resurrection life in Christ. And, and I think that the instruction he gave them is, is applicable to us today. And so I, I close. It's a lengthy passage, uh, 17 verses, but uh, listen to what it says. And, and I'm reading it out of a paraphrase. It's out of the, the message, uh, but, but it, it just brings home the very thing that I've been sharing here. Uh, He says to the church at Colossae, so if you're serious about living this new resurrection life with Christ, act like it. Mm. (laughs) Pursue the things over which Christ presides. Don't shuffle along, eyes on the ground, absorbed with the things right in front of you. Look up and be alert to what is going on around Christ. 
that's where the action is. See things from his perspective. Hmm. Your old life is dead. Your new life, which is your real life, even though invisible to spectators, is with Christ in God. He is your life. When Christ, your real life, remember, shows up again on the earth, you'll show up too. The real you, the glorious you. Meanwhile, be content with obscurity like Christ. And that means killing off everything connected with that way of death. And here again, he gets into a list. Sexual promiscuity, impurity, lust, doing things, and feelings. Uh, or let's, I lost my place. I'm sorry here. Uh, sexual promiscuity, impurity, lust doing whatever you feel like whenever you feel like it and grabbing whatever attracts your fancy. That's a life shaped by things and feelings instead of by God. It's because of this kind of thing that God is about to explode in anger. It wasn't long ago that you were doing all of that stuff and not knowing any better, but you know better now. So make sure it's all done for good. Bad temper, irritability, meanness, profanity, dirty talk. Don't lie to one another. You're done with that old life. It's like a filthy set of ill-fitting clothes you've stripped off and put in the fire. Now you're dressed in a new wardrobe. Every item of your new way of life is custom-made by the Creator with His label on it. All the old fashions are now obsolete. Words like Jewish and non-Jewish, religious and irreligious, insider, outsider, uncivilized and uncouth, slave and free, mean nothing. From now on, everyone is defined by Christ. Everyone is included in Christ. So, chosen by God for this new life of love, dress in the wardrobe God picked out for you. Compassion, kindness, humility, quiet strength, discipline, be even-tempered, content with second place, quick to forgive an offense, forgive as quickly and completely as the Master forgave you, Mm. and regardless of what else you put on, wear love. It's your basic all-purpose garment. Never be without it. Let the peace of Christ keep you in tune with each other, in step with each other, None of this going off and doing your own thing. And cultivate thankfulness. Let the word of Christ, the message, have the run of the house. Give it plenty of room in your lives. Instruct and direct one another using good common sense. And sing. Sing your hearts out to God. Let every detail in your lives, words, actions, whatever, be done in the name of the Master, Jesus, thanking God the Father every step of the way. Wow. Isn't that good? That is great. <laughs> There's the treasure. That's it, right. <laughs> you know, Wow. Uh, my last thought, Craig, is, is this. David in Psalm 19, speaking of the Word of God, talked about its inestimable value. Mm. He says it's more to be desired than gold. more than much fine gold. Mm -hmm. The treasure is in our hands. It's in our hearts. Let's live it. Mm. 
that's good. One of the things that jumped out to me was in verse 14, I guess, of that. Is regardless of what else you put on, wear love. It's your basic all-purpose garment. Never be without it. Mm. Um, I would, I, I would like, um, as a, as a suggestion, can we take a, a an upcoming episode, whether it's the next one or in a couple, and really explore what that means? I think so. In fact, it, it would be appropriate to do so, especially around Valentine's <laughs> Day. Absolutely. <laughs> uh, and so we, we can certainly certainly explore that. Because love means different things to different people, and I think it would be really good to dig into what it means, like what it's supposed to look like. We'll do that. Excellent. Look forward to it. Thank you so much for coming back in. Uh, I'm glad you're doing well. Thank this you. This is good. And uh, Happy New Year to everyone. I know we already had one show in the new year, but... Happy New Year again. Um, continue to put, dig yourself into the Word of God. And hopefully these, uh, this time once a week that we have is encouraging to you. And you can get some life application out of it and uh, share Jesus with people around you. Yes. Have a great day. Thanks a lot for coming in. If you have any comments, you can email them to whymillbank at gmail.com. Our website is ymillink.com slash podcast, and you can go to Devotional Thoughts right there, or you can subscribe on Apple. Have a great day. See you later.